I forgot that it's Cole we'll Bradley's see. our go- guest. So. <laughs> good movies are bad movies. Bad movies are good movies. And this like we'll parallel see. dimension of Cole Bradley. <laughs> I will say this, and I want to go on the record. It is um, October 23rd, 2022. Uh, we're about five months out. I just want to go on the record here. Uh, everyone who thinks Brendan Fraser is winning an Oscar this year uh, probably needs to be in an assisted living home because wow. they probably cannot take care of their own faculties. Wow. It is not happening. And the Oscar goes to Brendan Fraser. Thank God Brendan Fraser is back. Um, started in this business 30 years ago, and things they didn't come easily to me. But there, there was a facility that I didn't, uh, I didn't appreciate at the time, until it stopped. And I just want to say thank you for this acknowledgement, because it couldn't be done without my cast. It's, it's been like. It's been like I've been on a diving expedition on the bottom of the ocean and the air on the line to the surface is on a launch being watched over by some people in my life, like my sons Holden and Leland and Griffin. I love you, Griffy. My manager, Joanne Colonna, Jennifer Plant, and my best first mate, Jeannie. Thank you again, each one and all. I'm so grateful to you today. Folks. He's back. He's fucking back. Welcome, folks, to this episode of Travolting Presents The Fraser's Edge. Uh, Thank you so much for listening last week to our episode on The Quiet American. I know at the end we promised you an episode on Dickie Roberts, former child star. Um, But some two, you're not going to get that episode for two more weeks. Yeah. Some things came up that we have to address. couple things. We'll talk about the next one at the end of the episode. Yeah. But the first thing we had to address, folks, Brendan Fraser won an Oscar. He for won. For Best Actor a f- in a fucking Leading Role. Oscar. For Best Actor. The 95th Annual in a leading Academy role. Awards. Hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Again. Again. For the third time. <laughs> he did pretty well this time. Or at least at the beginning. His opening speech is pretty good. Or his monologue. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. But folks... Our guy won. He won. Um, Cole Bradley was proven incorrect. <laughs> he was. Yeah, as as someone p- uh, commented on our YouTube, who seemingly um, hey, um, I'm gonna shout out because I actually presume he's listening to this. Uh, oh God, Travolting. Oh God, what's that? What, oh my God, was that Darkly Noon? Darkly Noon. As um, what's his name? I'm going to shout him out, shout him out. Louis Taurus, Louis Taurus, uh, who posted immediately after Brendan won to the dude with the annoying voice, 410 to 422. Cole look, Bradley. A little look, rude to Cole. A little, <laughs> little rude to Cole. Um, look who's laughing now. I waited many months for this moment. Shout out to you for um, l- listening to that episode, getting so enraged you marked the time down and then waited until the fateful day. To make a comment. I just liked his comment. 
I, I liked it too. Um, but yeah, thank you to him. Um, Cole doesn't have an annoying voice. No, Cole, I love Cole. Cole, he, I love you for listening. He doesn't have an annoying voice, and Cole, you he are a very, you are a very valued guest who we love having on the show. We're going to have you many, many more times on the show. Um, I love getting in heated arguments with him. Yes. Uh, this is no shade to Cole Bradley. I yeah. know we. No, it's a little shade. To it's Cole a. Bradley. It's a little shade to Cole Bradley. Yeah. It, it's our intro, but yeah. we we started yeah. this by with a open slam of him correcting, uh, guessing this incorrectly. Anyway, that's enough about Cole. I want to talk about Brendan. Yeah, let's I want to talk, talk about, about him winning. Yeah, I want to talk about the Oscars. This is our Oscars episode because, folks, it's not just Brendan we're talking about today. We got to talk about John. John Travolta is there. He was present. We're going to talk about him in two in a little bit. Yeah. But first, Brennan Fraser. Brennan Fraser. Nominated for The Whale, a movie we are not going to talk about today. We're not going to talk about it. Um, we're just going to talk about him winning. Yes. Uh, so, Stuart, you and I FaceTimed when uh, this category was getting read out, Best Actor. Correct. It was presented by... Who Who presented it? Uh, it was... was um, it Nicole Kidman? Is it Nicole Kidman? thought it was Nicole Kidman and... Oh, that's it was uh, Jessica Chastain and um, Ariana DeBose because they did the um, the two awards to oh no Halle Berry, Halle Berry and Jessica Chastain because they did Best Actor and Best Actress together. Um, and obviously, what's his name was not available to uh, Will Smith was not available to give out the Best Actress award. Right. So the two of them and Jessica Chastain was the one who got to read it. Yeah. Um. It was oh no Halle. Oh my god, I'm an idiot. Halle Berry was the one who got to read it. Yeah. Um which is just really, you know, exciting. Yeah. And um Yeah, they they read the awards. They read they said Brendan Fraser's name. And we lost our shit. We lost our shit. We tried uh, to record that the our FaceTime. I wasn't gonna mention that to the audience. Oh no, I was just gonna let them know that we we tried and it did not work. Yeah. Um because I you can't record and FaceTime at the same time. We we should have realized this. I should have realized this book. We should it's have on. somebody film us yeah. FaceTiming. If you guys want a silent video of us getting really excited, uh, we can send that to you. Yeah. But no, Brendan, his name was called, and he immediately looked choked up, and we lost our mind. We got a little choked up. You know what I, mean? I got a little choked up. We were really excited for him. Yeah. Um. You know, I have my qualms with the movie, but I talk about think it. it's indisputable that he was phenomenal in that movie. And, and that this is a, a award that was deserved for more than just the performance. Yes. Because the Oscars love a narrative. Mm-hmm. And it's been the year of the Brendan comeback. Yeah. Um, which, you know, we were very fortuitous in our show that we picked Brendan Fraser kind of on the cusp of this. Yeah. Um, but before it really took off. The Whale had not been released yet. Yeah, like, I knew we knew about The Whale getting made, but we hadn't, like followed it that much yeah um we picked brandon because you know i think the same reason a lot of people pick brandon probably the same reason that darren aronofsky picked him for the movie is uh you know we have a lot of fond memories of him from our childhood Mm -hmm. um we were looking for someone whose career looked like it might be on an upswing yeah and we uh you know we went with brandon and it really panned out for us yeah it did Uh, i panned out for him too obviously yeah i uh so when when Jeff when you told me like we have to do like an Oscars episode yes. for this, I I knew that didn't mean a whale part one episode. Yes. So I know we're not going to talk about the whale, um, 
and but with that i wanted to like take somewhat of a look at the other nominees yeah i will be honest and say like i didn't see paul mescal and after sun nor did i see bill nye and living yeah those are the two i i missed out on after sun and living as well yes um i will get around to them someday i've heard yeah. after sun's really good yeah, becca loved after sun living i've heard it's like it it's for a specific audience yeah um but i watched the banshees of in a sharon yes did i say it right yes that was a joke in the oscars like People keep saying Inisharan, but it's yeah. Inisharan. Yeah, Inisharan. Um, and I also watched Austin Butler as Elvis. Hobo, 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 hobo. Oh, how you doing? It's me. Man. Um, I I liked Colin Farrell's performance. Yeah, he's really good at that movie. Um, same with Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. Um, they're both just phenomenal in the movie. Mm-hmm. I personally liked Brendan Gleeson's performance more than Colin Farrell, yeah. but Colin Farrell is doing a really nice job, and I think a lot. Early, 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 early Oscar talks were were favored in Colin Farrell, I believe. Yeah, and like it kind of, the narrative, it kind of shifted to favoring Austin Butler near the end. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing. Had <sighs> Austin, I think we might have had one of the top five moments in human history. Had Austin Butler won and then dropped the accent for his acceptance speech, because as we all know, the narrative has been he's been keeping the Elvis voice since the movie. And like impressed horse, he's talking like this. He's coming around talking like this. I think it would have been incredible if he Is won. That real? It's a thing he's doing. It's a, he's actually doing that. Yes. Because I haven't seen any like no. It's like a thing. It's a thing he's doing. Like you watch any press for Elvis or anything like him on a talk show. He, hey, how you doing? It's me. I'm Austin Butler. I was in the motion picture Elvis. He's been doing it. I think it would have been incredible if he went up to accept the award for best actor. He's like, oh, thank you very much to the Academy for... And you're like, whoa! Oh! <laughs> and that's when he drops it. That would have been pretty funny, But no, he, he's phenomenal in that movie. Colin Farrell's phenomenal in that... Also, I want to send a quick olive branch uh, to Cole Bradley. Yeah. Um, if you are interested in more of his sizzling hot takes, you can check out his podcast that he recently launched called Above, Above the Line, the line. Uh, about Colin Farrell. Yeah. Um. So we were kind of beefing over um, which of our guys was going to win. Because I know he he wanted Colin Farrell to win. Yeah. But I think his whole thing with Colin Farrell winning is a very similar like... Trajectory to Brendan. It's, Yeah, it's very much like, is this like his best performance he's ever done? No. But has he done a lot of like Oscar-worthy performances that he's in due for one? Yeah. That's kind of, I think, what the conversation was for Colin Farrell. That it's like, it's his turn. Yeah, it's his turn. Which is like it's always a funny thing when it comes to like Oscar votes and picks yeah. and things like that. Where it's like, like the Jamie Lee Curtis one. We're like she's not the best part of ever. I mean, she's great no. in everything ever world, but that's yeah. not the best part. Right. That uh, one is. It's her turn. Yeah, she's never been nominated before. Yeah, and she's due for a win. Yeah. Which I I I like and yeah, full in part. Yeah, it's great. Um. I I think um. But yeah, like I I I I liked Colin Farrell, Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis. I was, I I I didn't. Elvis I, is great because every scene is him coming out and being like, "I'm Elvis. I'm just here to help the world and help the country." And then Tom Hanks like creeps him from the shadows, like, "Yes, and I will put poison in your drink. Yes, shake the head away and like injects him in the arm." <laughs> yeah. Have you ever watched what the guy actually sounds like? No. Watch a video of what um, Colonel Tom Parker actually sounds like. I'm going to bring it up right now, just so you can hear what Colonel Tom Parker actually sounds like. And he doesn't actually sound like that? 
not yeah. remotely close. Uh, here is here's Colonel Tom Parker in real life because he was Tommy's doing full on Doctor Evil. Yeah, he sounds like fucking Doc. We're going to make lots of snow with the Elvis. Here's what this man sounds like. That's what that guy sounds like. I mean, like, I can see why, like, it's I can understand, like, Tom Hanks is just doing, like, an exaggerated version. Yes, he's doing that. the Dr. Evil version of that. Yeah. Because, like, it's not far off, but it's not that. Not that at all. Um, But the movie in general, I just wasn't, like, head over heels over. Now, we're not going to talk about the whale, but I think yeah. we can say that, like, you and I have differing apart. We have differing opinions. That'll be a fun episode when we get to it. Well, I, and I say I do need to watch it again. Yeah. I need to watch it a second time, which uh, that'd be, like, one of the first I'll mm. ever say about a Darren yeah. Aronofsky movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Brendan, you know, it's kind of the capstone to his comeback. Yeah. And it, it in the in the role itself capsulizes, like, sort of, part of the struggles falling that him, down and him, getting back in. him as a person has been going through. Yeah. Um, and so I think exactly what you said, it fit the narrative to a T. It just felt so perfect for like Fraser to like get this like, yeah, for nice... a meteoric comeback. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about his speech? I do want to talk about his speech. What did you think of his speech? I thought it was lovely. I thought it was, uh, lovely. The thing I like about his speech is that he clearly wrote a funny speech. With yeah. a lot of whale puns. Yeah. Because, like, I, I have it right here um, that I, I'm going to bring up. Because, like, he wrote his speech basically started, uh, thank you, so this is what the multiverse looks like. Oh, my goodness. I think the economy, uh, yada, yada, yada. I'm grateful for Darren Aronofsky for throwing me a creative lifeline and hauling me aboard the good ship, the whale. Uh, this was written by Samuel Hunter, who is our lighthouse. You laid your whale-sized hearts so bare that we could see into your souls. And he's like, I want to tell you that only whales can swim at the depth of the town of Hong Chow. He like clearly wrote this full like whale joke e speech. Yeah. And then got so nervous that he kind of like veered off of it. Yeah. And got really emotional. Oh, but he was yeah. still saying all the whale puns. Yeah. So it it was a it was charming. It was incredibly charming to see him like that he put the thought into this speech mm-hmm. and like wrote all these puns and just got so earnest and emotional that he couldn't stick with the bit. Yeah, the sheer shock of him winning yeah. was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, like, he didn't think he was going to win. I would imagine he probably... He was clearly prepared to win, but he didn't... Yeah. I don't think he thought he was going to win. I think he was hopeful, but... Well, well, and I told you this, Jeff, but, like, uh, a lot of where my Oscar ballots go to, I always look at the... SAG Awards. The SAG Awards, the DGA Awards, the Writers Guild Awards, the Producers Guild Awards, like... Because a lot of those folks are the same voters, yeah. But they're instead of voting in their own specific pool, they're all voting together. So you get DGA folks voting for best actor, you get writers voting for best picture, yeah. like. Whereas it's different in those particular awards, but because they're the same writers, it's like when you see who the winners of those awards are, it adds, takes like a percentage. So Fraser won the. Uh, SAG award for best actor leading role yes. and I think they said like whoever wins that award automatically gets like a 70% chance yes. on winning best actor 
So he was in the he was he's a front runner. Yeah. And I think it would have been a little shocking if he wasn't picked. Mm. If he wasn't, I think it would have either been Austin Butler or Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Bill Nye and Paul Mescal were, you know, I, this is no discredit to the performances, but they were in the, like the quote unquote happy to be here category. Yeah, exactly. I think so too. It's like a, the the nomination is a sign of respect to them because it's both their first nominations. Yeah. Bill Nye first. Yeah, nomination. it's crazy. It's his first nomination. Yeah. Um, but no, that's um his speech was lovely, and I was just you know really happy for him, and you know there's a reason we want to do this episode just to acknowledge yeah. that. Yeah. And he, he that he's come an incredibly long way from the the football player in Child of Darkness, Child of Light, um, yeah, to the sailor his way on the Oscar stage. Yeah, and I think it's so poetic with him and uh, Kehui Kwan, yeah, uh, winning Best Supporting Actor, both Encino Man alums. Yeah, both Encino Man alums, yeah. which means Polly Shore is due. Has. Is due. <laughs> well, I, I don't think it's due, but I want to say it's like Polly Shore's Encino Man has two Oscar winners in it. Yes. <laughs> Think about that. The Weasel. He has two the Weasel the Weasel It's time for a gritty reboot of The Weasel. Like he brings like it's just a movie called The Weasel and it's like him as his Weasel character, but like he's like strung out and like has to fight his way back to the top. Yeah. It's like Joker but with Polly Shore as the Weasel. It'll probably be better than Joker, honestly. Remind me to ask you something off the air about Polly Shore in another episode we're going to cover okay. so soon. Oh god. Yeah. Uh, um but yeah, uh I don't know, it's any I mean you also so John Travolta. Yes. I don't know if we were I mean do do we think I mean there's only so much we can say about Fraser winning. Yeah, he won. It was fantastic. He had a good speech. Yeah. And what's I think yeah. Yeah. Wanna, you know, yeah. Round of applause. Round of applause. For Brendan Fraser, guys. For our dude. Yeah. Um, he, and it's Fraser and then the rest of the cast winnings go to everywhere all at once. Yes. He's all three the, of the others went to everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. He's the only non everywhere all at once actor yeah. to win this year. Yes, it is. And, but both eight, alt a 24, mm-hmm. um, a 24. Yes. Yeah, big winners this year. Whoa, dude. Yeah. They crush. I mean, yeah. here's someone, something, something someone said to me. It's like. This is always a conversation that comes with Oscars after right afterwards and it's it usually comes from like a pessimistic mindset. Yeah. But like it does make me think like what movies did come out this year? Really? Cuz like Top Gun was mentioned a lot. Uh All Quiet on the Western Front was oh, mentioned, oh mentioned a lot. Did you watch the whole ceremony? No. The All Quiet on the Western Front had like for basically the it's like a four hour show i'd say yeah they're like the middle hour and a half it was all the technical awards and all quiet all quiet like swept yeah and it was the most annoying thing of all time because like you know when the a movie wins they play like a snippet of the score <laughs> and all quiet <laughs> yeah they use the, the <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the, <laughs> the middle 90 minutes of the oscars were just and this award goes to. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> I was so fucking sick of that movie. Um, Have you seen it? I like All Quiet. I saw. I watched all the Best Picture nominees this year. Okay. I liked All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. Um, my biggest issue with it was the score, and so I was already like sick of it. And when we got to the Best Original Score category, I'm like, all right, at least it won't win this, and we can give it to one of these other guys. Val Quiet the. Bah, 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 bah. I was like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, it did. The second All Quiet stopped winning awards, I was so happy because we could like hear. Once other it got things. into like writing and acting, yeah. Once and... we got into those things and like you know, women talking won best adapted screenplay. That was lovely. Yeah, everything everywhere won best original screenplay, editing. Yeah, Avatar got best visual effects. As is, I know as you fucking love that. Oh my god! When the show started with the Avatar, like, uh, because it's a, so it was the first one that they had to introduce. And you start. That's my impression of the Avatar channel. <laughs> um, but no, that was really thrilling to me as a, as a person who's seen Avatar The Way of Water eight times in theaters. For a total of 24, 25, 25 hours, hours and 36 minutes. Folks, that, that is a true story. Um, <laughs> it was a bit I was really committed to, and I finished it last weekend, the right before the Oscars. I'm happy for you. Yes. Hopefully we can put this Avatar bit yeah. to rest Well, now. when we do our show called Talking Tar. We're not doing it's that. It's like apostrophe tar. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, it's not happening. <laughs> I'm squashing that right now. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think Top that, Gun won uh, best sound. Top, it did, didn't it? It did. Top Gun, yeah, a good movie. It, yeah. So remember when we saw Top Gun together? We, I do. I was like, it's a it's such a Stewart movie, and it really was. It was. Yeah. I had a good time. Yeah. It was a. Uh, it was decent. Yeah. Um. Do we want to talk about John? Yeah, let's talk about John. I mean, not a lot to talk about here. So when you're, what well, we should say, yes, is. They don't they when they announce like all the announcers, yeah. they don't say what they're for. Yes. So we when I ever whenever I see John Travolta for an Oscars announcing, my mind immediately goes to best original song or like well, best original score or some musically yeah. adept awards. You know how I learned he was presenting this year? How? Um I got a text from Cole Bradley, a former guest of the show. In all caps, it said Travolta again with eight question marks after it. Because <laughs> this is the fourth time in the past decade he's presented, and all of them have been fucking weird. Well, they they got a he has a contract deal or yeah. something with them. The first one was Adele Bazim. In yes, 2014. Then they brought him back the next year as like the apology tour, where it was him and Adina Menzel. Yeah, and they presented them, and he made jokes about the names. Yeah. And then they, he came out last year for, like, the Pulp Fiction 25th anniversary thing. Yeah. But what was he announcing? Oh, it was just the – it was, like, Pulp Fiction 30th anniversary. I can't remember. But uh, it was him, Uma Thurman, and Sam Jackson. They presented some award together. I can't remember which one. Was it, like, a lifetime achievement or something like that? No, it was, it was something. It was, like, a real thing. It was just, like, it was the 20, 30th anniversary of Pulp Fiction. So mm. the three of them came out. Okay. Um, and I remember he did the dance, and it was really weird. Like on the stage, and Sam Jackson trying to be serious. He's like, "I'm just feeling it." Um, and then they brought it back again this year. <laughs> and so when we saw, like, I got that text at Travolta again. <laughs> um, and then we find out that he's actually, yeah, I, introducing the in memoriam. I kind of figured that might be the case. Yeah, because I was like, "What the, could they possibly be giving him?" And I was like, "Oh." Olivia Newton John passed and away. Kirstie Alley both and passed Kirstie away. Alley year, both passed who were two away of his biggest year. co-stars. Yeah. And so. um I do want to talk about Travolta's, you know, speech. It was very tender. It was very tender and very heartfelt. Yeah. Like one thing that I will always say about John Travolta is the man is not a good actor. Mm. And that's how you know his intro yeah. was genuine. Because I don't think he could have acted that. Yeah. I, I think he no, he got he got choked up on stage. He got choked was, up on stage. Yeah, it was nice to um it was nice to see emotion from him again. 
Yeah. He's kind of been a robot recently. He has. He absolutely yeah. has been. Um, also, in our episode next week, we're going to talk about how he displayed emotion in that movie as well, which we'll talk about shortly. Um, but no, it was nice to see. Um, it was heartfelt. Um, I got myself a little, like, you know, choked up when he's like, you know, uh, he said these, these words. They've touched our hearts, they made us smile, and they become dear friends who we will always remain hopelessly devoted to. He's hopelessly devoted to you. Uh, and that was really nice. That was really nice. I was a tad bit nervous that he was going to sing for the uh, the memoriam. Uh, but no, they introduced Lenny Kravitz, who performed. Would him singing have been that bad? Or No, I, I think he would have been fine. I just thought it would have been like... Too much. Kind of a strange choice. Yeah. Um, but they left it to Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. Well, it's Travolta's had a rough few years, man. Yeah, he's he is nothing if not someone who's been through a lot of loss. Yeah. And, you know, he's probably given too many eulogies in his life. Yeah, absolutely. And he's probably... Absolutely. And that has made him good at it, which is why he was good at the Oscars, at the awards. Yeah. Um, but it is... A great it's an it's a good reminder that our guy is still out there and he does have, you know, his emotions. Yeah. Yeah. So Um I, yeah. Thought, I thought it was important we talk about both of our guys today. Yeah, definitely. Both of them were there. It was a big Oscars for Travolting. It was. It was a big Oscars yeah. for us. Um and, and I, I was just gonna say like it's 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 so strange to think like, you know, with when we started with Travolta, like we we never had any hope of any kind that there was going to be like some sort of a comeback for like that we're now experiencing with Fraser. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting that he's, it's not that we're covering an actor who's like reached the end. Yeah. And I say reached the end in a very metaphorical sense. I don't mean like they've died. And I don't mean like they've retired. Travolta hasn't retired and he's still kicking. Like he's got more movies in the tank still. Um, and who knows? Who knows? Who's to say like, someone doesn't find Travolta like Aronofsky found Fraser and it's like I'm gonna make this guy the next Oscar winner because like I have a movie that's like perfect for him um maybe he's just got a few more years to wait until we get yeah. that to that moment and maybe maybe in a few years time we'll go we'll be hosting another Oscars yeah. episode but this time it's Fraser announcing and Travolta winning I am I'm not gonna say confident no, of course not. I am not. hopeful that there's a Travolta comeback coming. And I think, like, I think the winds are starting to turn in that direction. Yeah. I, I do have a rumor that I'll tell you off mic. Um, yeah. But, you know. All these off mic things. Yeah, the, the movie that we're talking about next week, um, which I'll just say now, we're going to be talking about the movie Die Hard next week. Yeah. We'll get into why that's a movie. Uh and why we're covering it in yeah. that episode. Uh, but there's, it's, I'm going to say this now, but it's maybe Travolta's best performance in a decade? In a movie? In a movie. Good, good, clear, good, yes. clear, good clarification um, there. It's maybe not, it's maybe a lower tier movie, but he's, but I would agree. Displaying like some emotions but, we haven't seen from him in but a But I would agree. I would agree. Best yeah. performance in a movie in a decade. Yeah. In a movie. Yes. And so that kind of gives me a little bit of hope. That maybe he's starting to figure some things out. Yeah. About what his star value is nowadays. Yeah. Um, but even more so than excitement for Travolta, I'm just excited what opportunities this opens for Brendan Fraser. 
and what we're gonna yeah. what we're gonna be covering because we already know we're gonna get Killers of the Flower Moon coming yeah. up. It's crazy. We're we it might time out with us that we get to cover Killers of the Flower Moon um, mm. when it's in theaters. Yeah, because we're currently scheduled to have that episode on October twentieth. Um, it all depends when the movie itself comes out. Ugh, sorry, I just love pulling up Fraser's IMDb, going under awards and seeing Oscar winner for best performance yeah. by an actor in a leading role. Uh, no, already Fraser has two more movies in the can: uh, Killers of the Flower Moon and Martin Scorsese vehicle, mm. um, or movie. He has Brothers. Um, which I don't know too much about, um, but it involved. I think it's a Peter Dinklage. The disappearance film. of Batgirl. <laughs> yes, we um, Batgirl, um, a movie that may leak online in time for us to cover it. Who knows? Behind the curtain of night. Um, behind the curtain of night, which is, uh, I believe that just like doesn't exist. I think I looked into it, and it's, it's in? like not a real thing. Oh, okay, and then the Legend of William Tell. These are all movies that like. I'm not putting them on the roster until they like actually become a thing. So it's just Killers of the Flower Moon and Brothers. Yeah. Okay. Once they become like a thing, I'll put it on because like right after he wins an Oscar is when you're going to start hearing like Fraser is attached to this movie, this movie, this movie, and like one of them will happen. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited where his career goes from here. Me too. I can't wait to follow it as we as we continue. It's going to be an exhilarating proposition for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stuart, do you have anything else to say about the Oscars? No, I I don't. But I it was a lovely, lovely experience. I was sitting at home, my hometown in Indiana, watching this with my girlfriend, and we uh, we both had. She was really, really, really rooting for Michelle Yeoh. Yes. Um, for Best Actress, and so that we, was also a a lovely moment. Uh, yeah, she cried during Michelle Yeoh's acceptance speech mm-hmm. i cried during brendan fraser's acceptance speech like it was an it was just an yeah. overall nice lovely night and then to cap it off with harrison ford oh my god this was a tremendous uh, oscar ceremony especially for me harrison he, ford both our guys were there and then he comes like, the hot dog movie one but no i harrison, avatar harrison ford water. would be my white whale for us to cover on the show and that's why i'm kind of resisting it yeah, I think um, we should not cover Harrison Ford for a while. I think th- maybe down the line it's a possibility. That's a career that I can actually just like do off the top of my head. I can just list his movies and what happens between them off yeah. the top of my head. Yeah. Um, which is why maybe we'll hold off for a little bit. But that was exhilarating. Yeah. Everything ever all at once. They gave lovely speeches, everyone in that crew and cast. Yeah. Um, Kihoi Kwan. We taught me mentioned amazing. him. Yeah, amazing. Um yeah. Very, very, very well deserved. And like, again, he's he's another one where like I saw some of the movies, but yeah. not all of them. But I recently watched um I I recently well actually the only one I haven't seen is Brian Tyree Henry and Causeway. I've seen every other performance in Best Supporting Actor, because we saw the Fablemans together. We did see the Fablemans. We saw Judd Hirsch's performance. I have not seen Causeway either, but I have seen Banshees. Um, Barry Fableman's. Keegan is really good, but he, he he's he's he. Barry Keegan has the one good scene nomination because that's the best supporting duality of it. Mm-hmm. There's there's the genuine supporting actor where they're like number two build and yeah. they're right along with the best lead, and then there's best supporting actor where like they really just have one phenomenal scene. Yeah. 
I mean, he's like, present for the first half he, of the movie. He is, but do you know what scene I'm talking oh, about? Oh, it's the scene with him and Carrie Condon in the lake. lake. Yeah. Where he's like, well, there goes that dream. Yeah. And it's I mean, a, it's an incredible scene. Because inc- you're basically thinking about him as a joke character until that point. Yeah. Which is And you realize he saying. has feelings, emotions, yeah. and aspirations and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I love that movie so Brendan Gleeson's also really good. Um, uh, Judd Hirsch and the Fablemans. Oh, my God. He's so good. What are you talking about? I watched The Fablemans again last weekend. I don't remember much of that movie. We should watch it again. We, I, I agree. Let's, bre- let's break bread and watch The Fablemans. I agree we should watch The Fablemans again, only for the same reason I need to watch The Whale again. Because The mm-hmm. Fablemans is one that we walked out of and I wasn't crazy about, but you love The Fablemans. I was really enthused by it the first time. The second time, I full stop loved it. So you're even more into Yeah, the, the second time I watched The Fablemans, I was just like leaning back in my seat like oh my god watch the whale again with me yeah and we'll wa- i'll watch the fablemans we'll, again with you we'll do a double feature yeah um yeah okay i think i think we've covered it all yeah. uh so folks thank you for listening to our little micro episode um you might think well now we'll get dickie roberts next week it's not the case nope <laughs> you gotta wait another week folks for dickie roberts i know you're clamoring they're there's waiting like, there's fans like in the streets frothing like, at the like, mouth they're, they're breaking down my door as they listen give us dickie ah! roberts yeah uh, they really want Dickie Rouse. But no, next week, folks, we got to talk about a little movie that kind of came in out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> uh, sorry, John Travolta called Die Hard. Um, an Amazon Prime original movie called Die Hard. Well, it's not an well, Amazon. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Um, Amazon Prime original called Die Hard, starring him and Kevin Hart, um, which we'll be covering next week on our show. We're going back to the Travolta days for that. Yeah. Uh, so make sure to tune in for that. In the meantime, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. As a reminder, we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Pop them to our Reddit, r slash Travolting. Find us on Twitter or Instagram, at TravoltingPod. TravoltingPodcast at gmail.com if you have any pressing matters to email us about or hot tips about the careers of Brenner Page and John Travolta. Find me on Twitter, at Jeff W. Sweeney. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, at Stuart Elmer 95 um, and as always, special thanks to Rebecca Johnson for our graphic design, Michael Van Bodegan Smith for our theme music, and Ange Gardner for our social media. Have a great week, folks, and tune, check in next week for Die Hard and the week after for Dickie Roberts, former child star. Break it, break it.